You're listening to Silk, the podcast dedicated to celebrating queer joy through pop culture, the gay agenda, and cutting up. It's like therapy, but cunt. Ready? Already? Hello. Hi, how are we doing this evening or morning? I am doing all right. I'm here. I'm existing. I woke up today. So that's the sleigh. What did Niecy Nash say? She said, thank your damn self. That's you gotta, right. You got to celebrate right. the small accomplishments. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you're here. Mm-hmm. You're queer. And you woke up today. Yeah. Three right, things right. worth celebrating. How are you? Good. Oh, gosh. I am just, uh, I was telling you earlier, puffy. I cannot de-puff. I feel like I need to, like, get in the bathtub full of lotion and just marinate. Mm, it's or maybe, like, like Vaseline. Aquaphor. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just yeah. picture, like, uh, you know those ice, ice, ice bath tubs? Yeah. Just full of aquaphor. Mm, that's so in the instead of ice cubes it's just cubes of aquifer yeah like that's... would probably end up with like the uti from hell but your skin <laughs> glowing your skin would be smooth hydrated listeners you might be like is something going on with cody it did he hit a helium balloon no no. Cody sounds different today. He sounds different today. No, this is our beloved Hannah Newman from our other podcast in the Swissy Network, Besties. Hello, hello, Woo! Hannah. Hello, so happy to be here on Silk. Silk. So happy you're here. Thank you so much. Cody is living his best sean white life and skiing with his partner so he could not be here today and it's been so much tea in the last like 48 hours even um that it's very fitting that hannah is here with us today (laughs) yeah a little bit of tea well a, a nice crossover episode like when they yes. mixed Grey's Anatomy and private practice together. How did you sleep? I slept okay. I slept just okay. I keep waking up. I must be sleeping with my mouth just wide open. Um, <laughs> because I wake up just, you know, and it's probably just the way I live my life, right? Like right. smoking the ciggies, drinking every night, you know, really partying Waiting for it up something crazy. to just fall in there. Yeah, right. It's just like used to being open all the time. So at <laughs> night, it reverts to its like natural position. Form. <laughs> I'm either talking, consuming, putting things in it. So it's like I need to go to where I'm comfy, which is wide open. Uh, and you know what? I was actually looking on Amazon today at, you know, that mouth tape. Have you seen that? Where they sell what? tape to like tape your mouth shut at night. Because apparently you sleep way better when your mouth is shut. It like forces your body, something anaerobic. I don't know. I'm not a scientist. What? But something to do with like, if you can promote breathing through your nose, you have like much better sleep, much better like overall health. Really? But I feel like I would suffocate. 
That's I think what I'd I'm be thinking. like. Yeah. I really think that I would be. I think I'd pass away, Sintisha. Yeah. I don't think that I my body has the like instinct to like yeah. save myself. No, I don't think mine would either. I don't know if you've heard, but Cody and I are licensed doctors now because some of our listeners have asked for medical advice. The magnesium. AKA the magnesium. So I I this is brand new medical information to me. I'm gonna have to go to John Hopkins and see see what's up about this mouth tape yeah yeah i can be your first test subject uh for your your paper your medical yeah, paper on mind. it yeah that'd be great um i will take one for the team we can see if i pass you know i'm always kind of like one foot off the bridge like ready to kind of <laughs> drink bleach at like any moment in time anyway so i'll try it <laughs> like, the amount the amount of memes and gifts hannah has sent me of someone drinking bleach it, it i'd be like girl are you okay is this so should i be concerned i was on the phone with you and cody we were facetiming while i was driving and i mm-hmm. said okay guys if i go to crash make sure you record it and you were like yes. not call your dad and i was like no content first yeah. baby always yes. mm-hmm. that's a real one like that's call him later <laughs> what about you how did you sleep i slept (laughs) no actually i did surprise slept (laughs) i slept period that's it to bed early for me anyway like so like you am (laughs) yep midnight um i was out and i knew i was getting up early i had to get up i wanted to get up obviously for work but for seeing the oscar nominations i got up a little extra early to see those and i honestly wanted to just lay back down i really did after um after those so let's just get into the slaves of the week shall we Yes, please. Well, this isn't really so much a sleigh of the week, but um, as we're talking about it, I have to talk about the Oscar nominations. I take a minute, girl. I've been trying to find the words because so many people have asked me how I felt about it. And I was like, just wait, you got to listen to the pod because I have to gather my thoughts about how I feel. It, I don't know. I I love, I love award season. Really, just enjoy the whole, the old Hollywood of it, the red carpets, the speeches. Since I was little, like elementary school, I would like beg my mom to not go to school the next day after the Oscars because I was up all night, just like watching the movies and watching like red carpet stuff like it really has been a thing for me but honestly just feel like it's not the same as like it's definitely lost some of its magic growing up and realizing so much about it um I just feel like there's a few reasons why I don't feel the same way about the Oscars as I did growing up and 
the first one, of course, is like the lack of diversity. You know, never forget like hashtag Oscar so white. And, you know, that just not seeing myself represented and my communities represented in there and having to make hashtags and talk about it because it just doesn't happen. You know, like there have been 3,140 Oscars handed out over 96 years, right? And there have been... Moses. Right. So take that in. And there have been 60 Black people who have won them. Two of them have been Best Picture. And that's been in the 21st century, the two Best Picture winners. 12 Years a Slave and Moonlight. And let's not forget what happened with Moonlight and that whole debacle. Just the fact that the statistics for Black and Brown people, like Lily Gladstone is the first Native American woman to ever be nominated for an Oscar for Best Best Actress. Like, that's crazy. You know, like, I will say there is a little more representation this year with American fiction. Like that's amazing. The color purple, barely, you know, the holdover Spider-Verse, Spider-Man, but it's definitely not what you would expect after 96 years. And then on top of that, it almost feels like it's a task to watch some of the movies you know what i mean you have to sit down and go through the list to just and actually care about who's winning and it's like it it it's become very predictable like right. with the winners and the nominations in the last 10 years i'd say there's maybe been a dozen if that i'd say this year it was more surprises in a negative way because i mean obviously you and i are wearing our barbie pink for our listeners we are rocking our barbie pink for repping for our girls who got snubbed miss margot robbie and greta gerwig i knew it was over when i'm just ken won over what was i made for at the critics choice awards right I was like, that's going to be the trend. That's going to, because already people were upset that, myself included, that I'm just Ken was getting all of this attention. And it kind of was like, yeah, it's a catchy song, but did you guys watch the movie? Like, right. We're not really supposed to, like, the point is that we don't focus on Ken. The point right. is, is that we're supposed to walk out at, like, like, let's talk about America Ferreira. Let's talk about her monologue, right? right. And speaking of America Ferreira, and representation, I just learned that she was the first and still is the only Latina ever to win Outstanding Lead Actress in a Comedy Series, the Emmy Award for that category. Yeah. yeah. So not only the first, the only. There just has never been another right. Latina. Woman for Ugly Betty, ever. right? Uh-huh. Which yeah. already was so beyond ahead yeah, of its groundbreaking, time. Groundbreaking. Truly groundbreaking. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So at least America was nominated. Like, at least she was. But 
you know, it, it, someone, I saw a tweet and it was like, did these nominations fit them from the Mojo Dojo Casa House? Like, Greta put so much into it, like, between the Barbie Land and the, re- like, Barbie Land in itself, just choreographing all of that, like, the I'm Just Ken visuals, like, everything it's such a director's movie, almost like those old Fred Astaire, Ginger Rogers movies. Like it it was so well done. And for that to be snubbed and then to not nominate Barbie herself. Right. That's crazy. Is, did Ryan Gosling get nominated? He did. He did. And he actually made a statement today um about it okay ryan gosling said i am extremely honored to be nominated by my colleagues alongside such remarkable artists in a year of so many great films and i never thought i'd be saying this but i'm also incredibly honored and proud that it's for portraying a plastic doll named ken but there is no ken without barbie and there is no barbie without greta gerwig and margot robbie the two people most responsible for this history making globally celebrated film no recognition would be possible for anyone on the film without their talent grit and genius to say that i'm disappointed that they are not nominated in their respective categories would be an understatement against all odds with nothing but a couple of soulless scantily clad and thankfully crotchless dolls they made us laugh they broke our hearts they pushed the culture and they made history their work should be recognized along with the other very deserving nominees. Having said that, I'm so happy for America Ferreira and the other incredible artists who contributed their talents to making this such groundbreaking film. Ryan Gosling. The woman was definitely given the green light of that. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, and, you know, I will say, though, that does suck for Greta. That is a huge snub. But I know that Margot was nominated for a producer. Yeah, best for picture. For being a producer. Um, which I would still consider a baby yes. Because the producer category is so male-dominated to begin with. Like, mm-hmm. I'm sure it's really, really rare to see a woman in there at all let alone win. So if she could win that category, honestly, it would make up for the actress credit. Like she's going to go on to act in a million films. She'll win a million awards for it. At least she was nominated for something having to do with Barbie. So sure. That one's not like a total loss for me, but the like Greta snub is kind of a big one. Cause she does continually put out female centric films. And at this point it seems like, obviously the boardroom full of men that like sit and make these nominations and yeah. then vote and this and that are kind of like over it. Even like the whole marketing behind Barbie, like Barbenheimer, Barbie literally carried that entire thing. Like, do you think as many people would have seen Oppenheimer without Barbie, you know? And no. I know they tried to get that moot. They wanted Barbie to switch, but that man I, is lucky Margot refused. Right. Like, this is almost a dig at not only commerciality, like the commercial success that it was, but 
but also it's like a specific thing that doesn't bode well at the Oscars between the commercial success and a comedy. Like the Oscars don't really do that. That's right. not their jam. Let's see some some more snubs. Leonardo DiCaprio. He was not nominated for Killers of the Flower Moon, which I understand because he actually did a really respectable and chivalrous thing with Lily Gladstone. He did not really campaign for himself because he wanted her to have her moment. He wanted her to have her flowers for this performance. So she very well could win an Oscar. Um, I think that I would have preferred Leo over Bradley in Maestro, Bradley Cooper in Maestro, which I personally loved. I really, it's a very polarizing film. I feel like you either like it or you don't. I know a lot of people who did not like it, but I personally enjoyed it, but I would have preferred for Leo to be nominated for it. Um, Another big one that pissed me the fuck off, Greta Lee was not nominated for Past Lives. And Past Lives was one of my favorite movies of last year. I'm glad the movie itself was nominated for Best Picture, but that really pissed me off that she wasn't nominated for Best Actress. You gotta wonder how much of this is bureaucratic. Like, I know that there's always rumors every year about the people, it's kind of like the people that donate the most or that have the biggest in and the most networking tend to be nominated a little bit more um i'm sure people have flat out bought their awards in the past but well the campaigning it definitely feels the campaigning that's all that is like for your consideration that's is literally like a campaign like election time that's what they're doing they're campaigning to get that award or to be nominated it's a full campaign. That is an absolutely insane concept to me. Yeah. I really, I can't fathom that at all. I mean, that's what is literally the point all of the awards then. Right. That's why it's become so predictable because we, we, we see the campaigns. We know what's happening. Charles Melton for May, December didn't get nominated. All of us strangers didn't get nominated. Tiana Taylor. It's a bummer. Yeah. It's a bummer. It's gotta be there must be this butterfly effect, right? Of the movies in general are lacking in diversity. Like how are you gonna you know, how are you gonna have a brown or a black person nominated if movies like Moonlight don't exist until recent right. years? Which yeah. is a wild thing to stop and think about that true. I mean, we were talking about Lily Gladstone earlier, her monumental speech at the Golden Globes, yeah. where she spoke in this language that is dying and she mm -hmm. herself isn't fluent in, noting that movies used to take indigenous people speaking in English and reverse it to create native languages. Native people have been put into schools and their languages have been literally wiped from them and their culture. It's just this incredible avalanche, essentially, of different things throughout history and society. 
unfortunately only being noticed when all of a sudden there's a whole bunch of white people dressed up all getting on stage to accept their awards and finally people are kind of being like wait a second and by people i mean other white people right right (laughs) right everybody else has noticed for a while here right but well aware another thing that is absolutely insane is paris fashion week oh my god it has been i'm a fashion girly i know you are too and this is the first time fashion has been fun in quite a while pharrell rick owens scaparelli the scaparelli show bitch oh my god when zendaya came out i was like oh my god she has explosive slayeria because she just slayed the (laughs) masses bitch she did not she did not have to hit us with those fucking bangs she hit us with those bangs girl i put her in a brown paper bag and she would look good she would look good (laughs) yeah i see i i haven't followed this fashion week very closely because i feel like i've been so disillusioned by everything i haven't kept up with like any of it in a minute did you see natalie portman and rihanna meet yesterday no (gasps) this has barbie energy this absolutely has the biggest Barbie energy I've ever yes. seen in my entire life. Very much, very much. Women supporting women. Oh, I love that. Oh my God, we had Zayn Malik's first public event in six years. Okay, I did see that. I okay. did watch every single moment of that. Um, yes. I was always a Zayn girly in my 1D days. Me so. too. That was really special for me, I think. Zane and Harry are tied. I know they're complete opposite, but those are, uh, yeah. Yeah. And you know, when I worked at Interview Magazine, I remember Zane was supposed to be our cover one month and canceled. (laughs) Literally last minute. I mean, he was supposed to be there in about 15 minutes called us up and was like yeah so zane has anxiety and won't be able to make it and i was like he's so me same he's same so same me yeah and he, i think he had to don't quote me on it because i don't i don't really remember much about the contract but i feel like when you cancel shit like that last minute your people have to pay some other people right like i well, feel like yeah it's... if it's literally the day of and everything's <laughs> set up you're gonna have to pay like the shoot was yeah. for you homie like and he, and he said money. i will do that i'll do yeah. it yeah because i have anxiety yeah and mental health and self-care matter and i said yes the fuck it does zane yeah <laughs> you irish goodbye before you even get there king right that feels really good actually yes yeah. speaking of fashion um Lana Del Rey skims campaign, bitch. See, that's a boardroom where there was young people there. I mean, and they knew what we wanted to see. Right. Say what you want about Miss Kimberly Kardashian, but she she know what's up. Lana 
looks so good. I feel like I haven't <sighs> seen her look like this since it's giving like born to die era. Right, 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 right. I was just gonna say she she clearly has bounced back from the time she was dating the cop and uh wearing those mesh masks at her meet and greets. Yeah. Feels like we're yeah. on the other end of that now. We're back Definitely. in like the the little cocaine necklace merch yeah. era. Yeah, the cruel intentions reference, the the Absolutely. Born to die ultra violence era. Like that's my favorite. That's my favorite. And this is giving I may or may not have got some pajamas. Ooh. And that's my right. I'm gonna need pictures of those when they come in immediately. Oh, you bet. You um, bet I'll be flexing. Absolutely. Do yourself a little photo shoot. A little IG photo shoot. I will. And then right? I'm Even gonna if be it's not the a next in ad. the campaign. I'm gonna be in the next See? campaign for Skims. Speaking of Lana, the Coachella lineup. How yeah. are we feeling? Yeah. I did stop reading after the first 10 names for the first day or so, but it's happening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure it, people are excited for it. I'm sure there, of course, I'm sure there are so many people who are hyped up about it. I mean, it's, it's decent. I don't know if I would go all the way to the mountains for that or the desert where is it usually i don't know yes. it feels like coachella is a little bit on the way out gone are like the vanessa hudgens slaying mm -hmm. in her little coachella outfits mm -hmm. era um yeah one man that runs coachella and gets all, like crazy pro there was some controversy i can't remember now yeah where this like one random white guy is it's it's a little fire festivaly if i'm being honest it just happens to function because the celebrities other than frank ocean tend to show up and perform so yeah i, I have not really cared after beyonce i feel like after she ate at the mother buffet and gave us all a helping sample from the mother right. buffet it has not been right once you once you peak where is there to go from there where except do you for go? down i mean really like after that i think they had ariana grande um which was cool yeah cool yeah yeah. I mean, I love Tyler. I love fun. Tyler, the creator. I think he's great. Doja, I'm sure that'll be wild. I, I bet she go do something really fucking crazy. I hope she do some yeah. unhinged shit. That would be pretty cool to see her. It just feels like lately the focus is more on other festivals like South by Southwest and ACL. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just haven't, you know, obviously I have, wow, that got a little Australian there for a second. Obviously, I have friends, I go to mm. Coachella every year, but it just feels a bit boring. Oh, that swung right back into English at the end there. 
So a festival that doesn't suck. <laughs> Sundance was last week and it looked so cool. It looked like the party that I want to be at. Like that had some big heavy hitters there. Obviously, love of my life, Kristen Stewart was there promoting oh. a few films. She's in a couple right now. And um, she actually said she's not going to act again until someone funds her directorial debut. So we need to get a GoFundMe so we can get our girl back. Oh my God. Someone better get on that. You better get on that. Julia Fox, our girl, was there promoting stuff. We love yeah. her. We love her. Yeah, Sundance looks really fun. They got, I was super excited for Coleman Domenico. Um, his picture that he's producing was bought from Netflix for $16 million, which, like, what? So major. Love that for him. I love that he's getting all his flowers. He's one of my favorite actors of this generation. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to see his new picture that he's producing. And there's a lot of good stuff that came out of Sundance this year. Honestly, Sundance feels like one of the last places where art can still be art. Yes. It's not people vying for the nominations or, uh, it's just kind of very authentic exploration of artist art. Yeah, exactly. Um, and obviously, I mean, that's that's where it's at for me. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I feel like Sundance and South so. by Southwest do a really good job of like artist. It's still mainstream. It's still big, but you still have diversity and real things that you're not seeing every day like you know things that are exploring the different creative like just goes to show you how a lot of the because a24 is usually quite heavy at sundance no mm -hmm. yeah. yes no yeah it is yeah right okay yes i was gaslighting myself but um a24 was one of the first companies to just accept their writers demands i mean, it took them like a week during the writer's strike to be like yeah that's fine yeah that i don't think any other company really did that so it really does just go to show you that quality really does lie in a multitude of factors which is how the companies just kind of go about supporting artists and diversity in general Kind of letting them right. let, let their freak flags fly. Just kind of letting them loose yes. to, to create. Which is much rarer than you would think, um, but so special, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Surely. Someone who is letting their freak flag fly that we are obsessed with. Renee Rapp. Oh. Just... Uh, girl, ooh, did this amazing Mean Girls press tour, and yeah, her SNL last week, and with Jacob Elordi. Oh, oh my, my gosh, that's my dream threesome. Tr yeah, wow, 
Yeah. Oh, wow. Yes. Wow, yes. wow, 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 wow. Yeah. They both were so good. Renee ate some of the best vocals that SNL has seen in a minute. Like, Snow Angel was so good. I felt so many oh, things. Yeah. She She killed that. And then to have the OG Regina George, Rachel McAdams present her and oh, Megan the Stallion deceased passing away. I really don't think I could have been in the room if I'm being honest. I would have just kind of been a little puddle on the floor. This was me watching it. I was like this. Eyes open though. Like Yes. Like this. A little bit of shock horror, but in like a good way, right? You're- yeah. <laughs> It's like looking at a a biblically correct angel in all of its eyes, right? You're just kind of like, I'd say almost. You should even Google like the sun, looking at the sun just directly straight at into it. the sun, just yeah. raw dogging the sun with your eyeballs. Yeah. What else? But it was it was really good, and they 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 did a really good job. It was such a fun show. I love that they were able to like poke fun at themselves, and Renee is just so silk-coated and queer-coated and I love that she's just authentically herself and I just she's so like refreshing you know like she really is such a breath of fresh air like she really doesn't give a shit Sweet. she's just that bitch and I think we're gonna swing into kind of gravitating towards celebrities like that a little bit more uh because in the area in the era of the kardashians being so calculated and careful and manipulative and everything is like a 20 step procedure before it gets placed into the world uh, if you notice, like a lot of the influencers that are getting popular at the moment, like Hello Teffy, for instance, it's these people that are so raw. <laughs> they are so unapologetically themselves, literally raw dogging life, like treating their main socials as their spam accounts, basically, or sitting in an interview and telling Buddy the fucking bus driver to fuck right off. <laughs> right? My baby yes of this week is representation. I know Renee isn't necessarily representation for me, but just being a openly gay queer woman that's cool is such a sleigh. You know, growing up, there was very little representation for me you know there was of course Queen Latifah living single girlfriends but there wasn't a lot of people who looked like me you know and I know you could you understand this like it's hard when you're trying to find out who you are and what 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 your place in the world is but you don't have a lot of predecessors ahead of you that can show you the way, especially in this field, like just in, you know, 
entertainment industry adjacent a big reason why I got into writing and directing and acting was because there were not people who looked like me and I really wanted to be that person for other people and now it's like having people I mean this year alone for the Oscars as many snubs as there were like I was saying earlier their diversity and like divine joy I mean I the way I love her and want to be her like she is literally goals like seeing her go from high fidelity that amazing show that was gone too soon with Zoe Kravitz to Uh Only Murders in the Building to now a Golden Globe winner our Oscar nominee it's yes so cool Danielle Brooks who was on Orange is the New Black and she's nominated for the color purple for supporting actress at the Oscars just having women who represent me and my body and being like a plus size black woman that that would have been so major for me and like obviously Queen Latifah is a queen we love her so much but she was kind of the only one for a minute right (laughs) yeah yeah I mean I am struggling to think of any others off of the top of my head which is exactly an issue right such an issue right um the one that does come to mind oh my gosh but i her name leslie from saturday night live leslie jones yes leslie jones yes and of course i don't know if you remember but a couple of years ago she went through some of the worst internet bullying i have ever seen in my entire life that had her ready to just quit so every show and project that she was working on for me growing up people would like try to make fun of me and call me precious and they'd be like oh precious you're precious and i used to take it as such an insult but now i'm like gabaret sitabe like that's actually a flex now i'd be like thank you so much i love that like i love her thank you right but growing up i always took that as like such an insult and a dig it's meant as an insult right you know and especially when you're like a teenager and you're trying to find out what your identity is and who you are and the only representation of you is this story like precious the story so i was more insulted of the story versus like what she actually looked like right and the black trauma of it all it's so true it's so true we were talking about authenticity and i was kind of questioning how how do you do that how do you be your most unapologetic self without fear of criticism or just being able to be comfortable in who you are and it's hard it is a really hard thing to do whether that be just your real personality without kind of playing a character to protect yourself or 
live openly in your sexuality. It's just difficult Mm -hmm. to be authentic nowadays. And I think that in media, exactly how those insults were meant to make you feel small and stop you from exploring your authentic self and being seen by the world, media tends to also stop very much so brown and black women from doing the same. And I think it has to be intentional, right? Because if oh, for you sure. can keep, keep us docile, keep because as exactly like you were saying, if I saw people like me in movies growing up, I would feel like I could do anything. If I saw mm-hmm. people like me in boardrooms when I started in the workforce, I would mm-hmm. think I can do anything. I can say what I want to say, how I want to say it. I can move up this ladder. I can move through the world existing as the person that I am. And instead, when you don't see that representation, it is, it's just it's not only disappointing, but it, it really kind of, if you're in that mind frame that I find myself in sometimes of being like, oh, here's one more thing that didn't work out for me. Or like, mm-hmm, like for instance, mm-hmm. this show that we're filming, right? A lot of, or that we filmed already. A lot of people are very disappointed that, you know, they didn't get a lot of airtime. They didn't get spoken to a lot. And instead of celebrating that we were cast out of 25,000 people that auditioned, it's easy to get into that mind frame of, of talking negatively to yourself and being like, well, uh, this didn't work out for me. Or like people like me don't get these opportunities or people like yeah. me don't get to be successful because I haven't seen an example of that. Right. Often. And so I really think that it's, it's on purpose. It's a tool. If more people like us, we're in media, we're winning awards, we're authentically themselves. More of us peasants would be pretty unstoppable too. Yeah. And it would put some For pressure sure. on the Caucasian folks, methinks. Yeah, I think so too. Even having Obama, the Obamas in the White House as a kid. Oh, I would say, oh we could do that. Right. We could do that. It's it's they're right. little. Right. And it it's is... little even Black Panther, you know? Yes. Like that as a oh my God. Like yeah. just little things like that that people who are honestly white people who aren't who are just so used to seeing they're everywhere, it's not a thing for them. But for us, right. those little things that is such a moment. You know what and, I mean? Like it's it's things like that that so many people take for granted that BIPOC and queer people, the LGBTQ community treasure so much. We're like, oh my god, we got a show, we got a whole movie for us, we got an yeah. album, a headlining act, like whatever it is. That's why it's so important to us because there aren't that many examples of look at the success rate right and i even you know what i want to see more ugly people in movies and shows like i just want to see more people that look like people like regular people yeah yeah Yeah. especially the more and more that we get towards this instagram face 
which is fine. It's totally fine. Everybody has their own prerogative. I yeah. am always going to hype a bad bitch up for getting her bag to be able to do it. But also, mm. if that's what you want to do to feel good about yourself, please go do that. Yeah, but fill it up, baby. We, but we fill can still acknowledge that that is making people look really similar. And it's these ideals that are based in white culture to right. be thin is a white beauty standard. Mm-hmm. The origin of that comes from when they went to Africa and they saw like, oh, they they have bigger bodies. It used to be the fatter you were, the more rich you were, the more privilege right. you had. But then right. they went to Africa and they saw all these different bodies. And then that became the European standard the whiteness, the privilege, and that's not to get real for a second, but like, if we want right. to, we want to go. No, back, but back, really, like, it's, it's people saying, yeah. "How can we get as far away from that as possible?" But right. yet, now they've turned around and they're getting BBLs to mimic that body. They're right. injecting their lips to mimic to have the lips. that body. Mm-hmm. They're doing things you and I were talking about it earlier. Brownie lips. Oh, okay, yeah. so when my aunt was doing brownie lips, she was a chola. But now that Haley Bieber is gonna do brownie lips, it's a it's a clean girl mm-hmm. trend. Yeah, the hoops, the slicked back pony. You're telling me that when my people did that, we were dirty, we were different, we mm-hmm. were looked down upon, we were mm-hmm. othered. Mm-hmm. But now the white people are doing it, and it's a trend. Yeah. Okay, cool, 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 Glad that we're just another trend for you guys. You don't have your own culture, so therefore you have to appropriate because that y'all don't have there is no culture without BIPOC, period. What is white culture? Like what? What is that? It doesn't exist. Cheese comes to mind. Like a lot of cheese for some reason, like patriarchy. Cheese, oh. being able to have the divine joys, the Daniel Brooks, the Queen Latifah's Nash, the Io, Gabare Sidibe, being able to have all of these people that look like me and my family and my community would have just made all the more difference and made me like, I don't know. It would have been over for you hoes. I'll just say that. It would have been it's over true. for you hoes. <laughs> yeah. The, the entire patriarchy and this very white idealized society that we live in is meant to make you be as small as possible, as quiet as possible. Don't take up space every beauty standard that we have even the idea of trying to to be as thin as possible well you take up less space and you also are so deprived of nutrients you can't think straight when you're truly as thin as we think we should be you are lacking the fat in your brain to think straight which means you are more easily controlled you are literally quieter you do not speak up for yourself Mm-hmm. right everything that mm-hmm. women are told in general of oh like you're being bossy or like you're not speak like you need to be 
you need to speak up for yourself in the boardroom. But now you're being you're being too loud. Now you're coming right. off as aggressive. And you didn't do it with a smile. Well, if you're not going to if you're not going to do any of this without looking pretty, then what's the purpose of you? It's just it's like a huge God, like there's just so many layers and facets to it. And it always boils down to how can we control these people? How can we control women? How can we control BIPOC people, queer people? How can we make them as unnoticed and quiet as possible? And one of the ways to do that is to not show them a mere image of themselves or this idea that they are successful in any spaces, let alone Mm -hmm. in, I mean, how many stories are, I think it was, it's, it's a, what, what is, um, the indigenous story that's being that's got all the nominations right now pillars of a flower moon written by a white person so even our stories are told by white people and only then are they acknowledged when they are still through the white lens even mm-hmm. when you're hiring indigenous people to act in those films they're still being told through a white lens it's right. still in my book not good enough Right. I just want to see real people. Like the whole point of art is to comment on life and grief and sadness and happiness and joy and success and failure and all of the intricacies that make people people. But the only people ever displayed sharing those stories or writing them or directing them or producing them are consistently white and male and cis like we just want more human beings are so much more and that's why i just like appreciate the filmmakers who and just storytellers who do such a good job of that that represent us like d reese is a phenomenal director and tells like such great stories for like not only the LGBTQ but Black people, uh, Ava DuVernay is incredible. Um, Gina Price by, by things that were around when I was little, but I didn't know about. Like I am from Cleveland, Ohio. I did not know who James Baldwin is, and like he was not we talked about in my English classes and when I discovered who he was that literally changed my entire life um yeah I could get emotional just thinking about the impact that he made on me just knowing oh my god just seeing like a black person like go overseas and live abroad and have like this beautiful gay rich life and then that opened the door to like Josephine Baker and so many amazing people who Eartha Kitt from back in the day and yes just having that later in life I mean it it's definitely helped me get the confidence and become the person that I am today but having that little tish having that would have been really freaking cool that just would have made all the difference to me but 
I love that for them. And I love that we still get to see it. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. But our our NAR for this week is kind of piggybacking off of that. Our our NAR for this week is canceling shows and specifically gay and black shows before they find their voice in their audience. Now, what yep. stemmed this for me is one of my new favorite shows, Rap Shit, on HBO, Issa Rae's newest show after what she was doing after Insecure was just canceled. No. After two seasons. Two seasons. And I'm just so fucking sick of all of the amazing shows that have not, they don't even get a chance to find their voice. And it pisses me off that, again, these boardrooms, these rooms with these expired old ass white people are making the choices and these shows are not given the room to grow and find their audience. Like right. rap shit, Z-Way, Grownish, a Black Lady Sketch Show, The Wonder Years. Well, I'm also not seeing marketing for any of these shows. The new Gossip Girl. Everyone, everything's trash. 61st Street, Legendary. Oh my God. Legendary. That makes me so mad. I could literally break something. Legendary was one of the shows that got me through the pandemic being able to watch that and see ballroom and queer culture and black culture and all of these beautiful things together. Oh God. So fucking mad. Southside, just another great fucking show. The game. My God. Yeah. Just to name a few that have been fucking canceled before they were able to find their voice. And like you said, where's the marketing? Yeah. Elves. Reservation <laughs> Dogs uh, had his last season last year sometime, so that's over. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm thinking back to there was a actually a Netflix show that for one of the first times had a queer-centered couple. Uh, it was called First Kill. Did you watch it? It's about vampires, vampire hunters, but the two lead actresses were mm-hmm. in a little love. A little love, love thingy that. that got canceled immediately. And I actually liked that one. It was very yeah. camp. I was very into that. Yeah. It's it's such a bummer, dude. Like, even Z-Way. I love Z-Way so much. Her show was so innovative and fun and satirical and just yeah. everything. Yeah. And how fucking stupid do they feel that after she got canceled, she did that George Santos interview. That could have been them, but they fucked it up. They fumbled their bag. Not great now because the lead is problematic, but Lovecraft Country, I fucking Lovecraft Country and The Watchmen. Oh, oh my God. I'm so heated. Like, I know Jonathan Majors yeah. is like not it with his Coretta Scott King fetish, but that show was another show that got me single-handedly through the pandemic. Like, looking forward to something every week and seeing people in my community 
Oh my right. god, man! But it's it's and Watchmen too. I mean, Watchmen was. I it may have just been considered a limited series. They could have done so much more with it, but like, right? That show that is one of the best TV shows ever produced, ever made. Period. And I think it was a little too spicy for people because it was real. I don't know if you've yeah. seen it. No, I haven't watched it yet. It's been on my list though. It it was real. It did not sugarcoat how racism is alive and well especially during right. that time this came out like yeah, yeah. Uh, it feels like with all of the streaming services everything is just so oversaturated to where they are no longer focusing on quality they are quite literally focusing on quantity no disrespect <laughs> i know you said you liked it earlier in the episode but like a chicago med or something like that, where it's like these shows are given 10, 12 seasons, like a NCIS, right. like a NC. How many do we right. need of that? Like they well, use the same formula. Like the, they're the safe shows, right? They're like right. very much for, they're sure. like a little campy, they're a little unbelievable, they're a little, it's kind of, you know, like even Grey's Anatomy gets there eventually after so many seasons of like uh, the placating the white people like what would people in idaho and kansas and like middle america missouri like what would all of these people in middle america find entertaining and oftentimes it goes for the low-hanging fruit of chicago med fire pd uh, and not something that can be that's something like Watchmen that's very deep and meaningful and has layers and tackles really tough conversations. Um, mm. Everything that you just named that was canceled was a lot more authentic. The, the, the theme of the pod is kind of surrounding authenticity. Yeah. Yeah. So, and almost a lack thereof in Hollywood right now, like it's few and f- few and far between we'll say that and oscar is definitely one of them and these networks canceling our shows give them a moment let them find their audience maybe do some fucking pr and marketing so that their audience finds them if you don't give them the budget to do that and you just make the show to say you made the show but then you take it off your catalog like z-way is no longer on showtime legendary is no longer on hbo that's fucked up like if you're gonna cancel it at least let it live in your catalog like what's the point to say that you right yeah and that's why i appreciate shows like the bear so much because that their last season their second season the growth that in the backstory of every single character was right so unbelievable like the storytelling of that show was really unlike anything right it's a predominantly bipoc cast and we just need more of that we need to give shows the the growth to find who they are like imagine if the bear had been canceled after the first season and we never got that second season really disheartening and i really hope that 
in the future we could just see more more and often you know so that's my r and for the week more and often yes exactly right. we'll take right. the baby steps but at some point we gotta say it's not good enough right we know you can do better we've seen it right so do better right we know you can do better you guys have it's a billion trillion dollar industry y'all could do better y'all yep. could do better period i mean truly thank god for like a24 and like production companies like that neon who who are making these innovative diverse cool projects you know yeah yeah well i mean look at us two women of color do it host to this fucking show right now sorry cody sorry not sorry that- cody <laughs> He sensed that the whiteness was not needed this episode, so he went to go do gay shit in the woods. He said, the ladies got it. They got this one. He said, I'm going to go skiing <laughs> in the cabin where I belong with my white ass, okay? And he knew what was Just up. Just like this freshly driven snow. He knew what was up. Yep. He could sense it. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I needed this so much, truly. Yeah. I needed That's this. A- and you know, you know that once we finish this episode, we're probably still going to sit talking for another, like, four hours. <laughs> People don't even know. <laughs> One thing about Hannah and I, we going to talk, okay? We're going to have a Ooh, coffee girl. talk. We're going to chit. We're going to chat. And we're going to kiki, okay? <laughs> Where can our listeners find you? On TikTok, I am at Unlucky Pickle with a one. For the I, and on Instagram, I am at Hannah L. Newman. And every time I do this part, I realize that I really need to change my handles so that they're easier for people to find me, because that is a mouthful. Lord. Unlucky pickle. Unlucky pickle. Well, thank you so much for being here. And you can find me on Instagram at Sintisha Coats. Make sure you're following us on Insta at The Silk Cast and on TikTok at The Silk Cast. Just leave us rate and review five stars. It keeps us going. It lets us continue to be able to do this. 